Jesus here seems to tell a brief parable, almost the briefest of parables. And, you know, it's just four verses long, even with a bit of debate going round about it. And it follows on directly from where we were last Sunday as we've been taking this walk through some of the readings that are actually from Holy Week. Last Sunday we thought of where the authority came from for John the Baptist and therefore following on from that, Jesus' authority. Was it of man Was it of God? And if so, do we accept that authority? This week we're posed the challenge, which son are we like? One who reluctantly goes to the vineyard, or the one that says that he will and doesn't? The vineyard is more than a random place that has been picked by Jesus to be a place of work that the son might go to work in. It's more than saying, will you go to the fishing boat or go to the carpenter shop? Will you go to the milking parlour or wherever the father might work? The vineyard is symbolic of the children of Israel, of God's holy nation that has been called to be his people. And so this is a challenge to the son to go and take part in mission, to go to the vineyard to play his role in the great challenge. Now, of course, a vine takes maybe four years from planting until it actually produces the juicy, sweet fruit that we might have. Four long years with no return on investment. And that says something about how God cares about us. If he sees his people as a vineyard, people that he will put time and effort into, and then we see growth. It says something about us, ourselves, in the other way too, that sometimes we have to put in time and effort before we see change and fruitfulness. We have to play our part Four years of the land being used, four years of water being added, four years of tending before the vine grows. But the owner knows the vineyard's walls will one day within it hold that fruit. The fruit will grow and so the effort is undertaken. God cares for his people. He provides for them. He gives us hope. But do we play our part in the production of fruit? The first son in the passage 
probably initially breaks his father's heart. Will you go to the vineyard? Go to the vineyard. And he says, no, I'm not going. That's it, he's quite blunt. I'm not going there. He plays the same part as the prodigal son in Luke 15. In that familiar parable that Jesus tells, the son goes to the father and says, give me the wealth, and then goes off and has the wild life. But then he comes home. He has a change of heart. He realises what he should be doing. Being part of the family. Contributing. Here in Matthew, the son doesn't go off. He doesn't demand the inheritance. But by sitting at home, refusing to work, he's effectively doing the same thing. Awaiting the inheritance without putting anything into the vineyard. But then, has a change of heart. He awakens. He steps out to serve his father. We might be reluctant, but then penitent, and choose to do the father's will, responding to his command. And that is good. Because then the Father will rejoice. That we have initially said no might be a disappointment. But when we do come to say yes and respond, then his will is done. The other son says he will go. He will play his part in the work. But he doesn't. And there's probably times in all of our lives when we've been that son. When we've said, yeah, I'll do it. And then we don't. Sometimes we'll have said, yeah, I'll do it. And never meant to. That we lie. Other times we will have a heart that intends to and say, Yes, I'll do that. But then we find we are weak or we are presented with a different pressing need. An alternate call comes upon us and we don't do what we said we would. And we might, on hearing this, at this moment, feel a bit racked with guilt and think, oh, how often have I done that? But actually, we should not punish ourselves when that guilt is there. Although the opportunity for those particular calls may have passed, we can still in our life repent and seek to play part of that wider mission. 
that purpose God is calling us to. We can be forgiven. God always gives another chance during our life. Jesus wanted the listener to think of these two people. And his strong hint is that many who are listening are like that second son. The one that said, yes, I'm doing God's work, but then doesn't do God's work. In particular, he'd just been talking with those priests, with scribes, the ones that had been challenging him about authority. And so he's pushing them, saying, you claim to do God's work, but do you? Seriously? Do you? Do you truly go to the vineyard as the father might expect? And by contrast, Jesus equates the first son, the one that said no, but then did it, with the tax collectors and with the prostitutes, the people that were considered sinners in society. He says these people were going against God's way. But now they have changed. Now they are coming to God. They'll enter the kingdom before you. Incidentally, this passage and that one about the prodigal son are the only place in the Gospels that prostitutes are mentioned. There's women that we might question about, that we're not sure about their motives, what they've done, where they've been. We consider them of ill repute. But these two similar parables, where a son changes their mind, are the only two gospel occasions. Okay, it's in other parts of the Bible. But that message is there. Where do we change? What do we do right? Let's return to the message of the text rather than what isn't elsewhere. Neither son was asked a question by the father. When I said it a little bit earlier, I said, will you go to the field? That's not what the father said. There's no will you about it. The father's quite direct. Son, go and work today in the vineyard. It's not a request. It's not saying, please. It is by the father's authority that this is given. And we're told that that same message is given to the second son. And we can infer that if there's a third child, or a fourth, or maybe a seven billionth, the command from the one in authority would still be the same. Go and work today in the vineyard. 
but we are people of free will. He doesn't force us. He doesn't make us do it. We can say no. We can be the rebel son. We can choose to go off and do our own thing. And the Father does not force us. He doesn't respond in a way when that son says no. It's saying, well, you're going to go there. And grab him by the hand and drag him, drag him down to the vineyard. Because his work would not result in a good harvest. We'd see a damaged crop. We'd see sour grapes. We would see awkwardness and pain. The son is left to do his own thing. And from their free will, choose the right thing. These people are sons of the father. Do we choose to go and to serve? Or do we always stay home, say someone else can do that? I don't need to go. Some are called to particular mission fields. And it's right that today we're thinking of the work of OM. But we as a church, we as everyone here, must awaken to the fact that we each have an active role to play in the vineyard. Mission is more than something done by an organisation somewhere else. Mission has to be part of our lives too, part of the very life of the church. It concerns our worshipful life, our exploration of the word, our pastoral care, our stewardship, our tackling of issues of injustice, perhaps even within this local community, so that more and more of the kingdom may be seen, and so that more fruit may grow. We exist as a body, for the purpose of the mission of God. And if we do not engage in that mission, then we are the son who has said yes, but then stays home. We would be like a son who took the inheritance to have a wild time, but then doesn't come home. I am sure, in fact I know, that there are folk here that give sizable financial contributions to mission. And that might be through church giving, it might be through stuff at home in private. But I challenge you today to think of how you give of yourself to God. Do you give sacrificially of your time and effort to further the growth of the kingdom, 
and to see all nations become disciples. Disciples being more than people who come to church, but people who live worshipping, growing, and serving. Living in a way that there is a relationship with the Father that will move from strength to strength and have a mighty harvest of fruit that will clearly be seen. Amen.